Welcome in to another episode of the LeBlock cast. My name is James Seventy, also known as LeBlock James. And I'm always joined by my two gracious co-hosts, Mr. Luke Felser and Mr. Riley Stanton. How's it going, fellas? Today we got a we got a good episode today for you. We're gonna have talk about the Canucks struggles and how bad they've been. We're gonna have a special guest on um, the man behind the mask, Mr. Steve Nash, later in the episode. And we're gonna once again do our panic index. It should be a fun episode, and uh, let's just get in right into it. Riley, your Jets lost to the Canucks. How, hey, you want to talk about that? Yeah, we're first first off. You know, if you watch the Jets versus Oilers game. It was a it was basically a playoff game. Like Hellbuck and the other, even the Oilers said it was like is a basically a playoff game. Like atmosphere felt like one, mm-hmm. very physical, very like close game, and it took wear on wear on our guys. Now every team goes through back to backs. Every team does. I didn't know they have playoff games in November. <laughs> hey, it it felt like a playoff game is what the players said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games yeah, no, doesn't know what playoff atmosphere is like, no. so just, hey, just give him a break. Hey, hey, thank you, Luke. Thank you. Thank you for the backing me up there. I got you. And honestly, Vancouver got bailed out by Demko. Honestly, that's yeah. that's how they're going to get their wins. I've yeah. I've said it before, and I, I just like – Demko is the only saving grace for that team, it seems, at this point. Like, I – I know they've had certain injuries probably, but like, I don't know. It just seems like everyone's just been very under, everyone's just underperforming for that team. I know Patterson's been very bad this year. I know Quinn Hughes has been good. Don't, no disrespect to Quinn Hughes or JT Miller, but after that, it's just. Besser has been mediocre. Yeah. Um, Besser mediocre. Hoglander has been all right. Pod Colson's cooled off. Mm-hmm. Garland's had a pretty good start. Garland's solid too. Yeah, I do like Garland. Like Vancouver has, if they're all firing on all cylinders, a top forward core in the league. On and but they're just not. They're not. I don't know. I don't know if it's Travis Green if he's the issue. If it's just like management, I don't know if someone's not buying in. But I, like on paper, they have a sick team. They have a very solid decor. I love Demko. Like we we, we can't give Demko enough. No, sorry, their decor is not that solid. Yeah, they have a lot yeah, of their decor. Like, yeah, no, it's not. Sorry, like... it's not. It's not good. It's definitely not good. But like on paper, you look at Tyler Myers, Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Quinn Hughes, should be better. You know, oh, like Detroit's yo. decor is better, and it's led by Mo Sider, Philip Peronik, and then you could call our number three, Nick Letty. Yeah, and um, you know, just on paper, those guys should be better than Detroit's guys. But Detroit's guys have been vastly better than those guys. Mm-hmm. And OEL's been a nightmare. Like oh, I. Yeah. Yeah, always, always been bad. I don't think Myers has played that well. When I when I, I've seen a couple games this year of Vancouver, and I think Myers doesn't look the same. They also had signed the most expensive pylon, Tucker Pullman. Guy is so ass. He is so ass. It's really one of the things that I dislike about hockey is there's gonna be there's players that everyone know are bad, and they somehow keep getting fucking contracts like how does like you have cody cc and jack johnson that keep playing nhl games they gave cc they are, term too yeah, like they gave them term. so bad like honestly you, just, you watch just their shifts and you're just like i like i i can't like there's no defense for these guys they can continue to play in the nhl and i just like i don't get it and like they're still doing it like in vancouver with pullman like you're saying like he's he's putrid he's ass and as a Jets fan, I've seen this, and I told Canucks fans this. I'm like, he is bad. He is not a good defenseman. 
he is probably a sixth or seventh pairing D, like sixth or seventh D man. Mm-hmm. Like he is not good, but he has, I think he's got a two year deal, two or yeah. three year deal. So it's not that bad, but you're stuck with that dead weight. So I'm just going to say this right now the Canucks are off for their worst start to a season since 1999. Yaros born. Sam. Not me. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, James, we get it. You're a fossil, okay? Okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah dude i don't know i i i was one of the people that didn't like the canucks in the off season they're not doing great so you know i'll take that but um i don't know man i don't i don't really know what to say because like i don't you know a lot of times you can kind of point a finger and be like you know like this party and this party it's just like it it seems like it's organization wide with the canucks like it that like i've never looked at an off season and been like that's a good off season i don't like Travis green's coaching styles i don't like their roster evidently on paper i like none of their guys are performing it's if they wanted and we talked about this in one of our chats a while back i feel they could have gotten connor garland with their first and whatever other pick they gave up right i didn't have to give up you know erickson Roussel, I believe, and who was I, think Arizona went, I think Arizona went to Vancouver and said, Here, I'll give you Garland, but you got to take this contract. And you also got to take OEL. Yeah, it's just. I think it goes both ways because, like, OEL, like, there's also a big issue with some guys in the NHL nowadays where they're just names, right? And they're not that good anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Seth like Jones are. is the prime like example. Larson. Yeah, like, they are like, yeah, Dowdy, Ekman Larson. Yeah, good point. Um, no, but Ekman Larson, <laughs> but Ekman Larson, like everyone knows OEL, he was the captain of the of the Arizona Coyotes. He had some very good years. So, like, I still think when that trade happened, I don't think it was like, uh, hey, you got to take this deal. I think it was just, I think the Canucks probably did want OEL, but there seems to be like a lag almost on realizing, like, ah, they're not like them anymore you know they should not, have at least pushed for some more salary attention in my opinion yeah but i just so but the thing is the vancouver traded away guys who had a year left on their deal mm-hmm. so they could have gone major cap relief instead they're stuck of oel now let me fucking talk uh, you're stuck of oel for like six was it six five more years yeah it's it's a bad contract it is and then i think like Three or four years, they got to resign Pedersen and what's his nits? Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Pedersen is on a three year deal and Hughes signed long term. Is yeah. Hughes long, long term? Hughes got eight. Did he Hughes got like eight, like, mm-hmm. like eight. I think he got eight by eight or eight by 7.5. Yeesh. You are right. Then who else? They have to. Oh, Brock Besser next offseason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Besser's kind of over. And Besser's teetering the line between good and overrated. Like, no, because when Besser's on, he's fucking on. Yeah, like, Besser's a really good hockey player, but like it's it's lately, I just I don't know. But we've seen Besser in trade rumors before, and I wouldn't not be surprised if the way the season goes, if he's traded the deadline or traded in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't um, see where he'd end up though. But yeah. that's a that's a that's a conversation. That's a lock trade for another, another time. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more one thing I would like to say about uh essentially lagging behind i think uh a lot of times people do it with coaches and gms too um you know like there's some coaches in the nhl that i just don't think like they should be nhl coaches they just kind of get recycled um my what's that yeah travis green especially but um jared bednar gets a two-year deal with colorado um he's been there since 2016 
Uh, I just want to say something before we uh, move on to the Colorado, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say the fans are so fed up. They don't know where to choose to fire. They're, they're chanting fire Benning at games. They don't know whether to say fire Benning or fire green. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's both, dude. I swear it's organization wide there. Canadian yeah. GMs don't get fired often. Look at how long Bergeron's been GM. The Leafs fired like four GMs in five years. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm saying for the most part, Canadian GMs have job security. Look at Dorian. I no, no I just dis- no, I disagree. What do you look at Dorian? Like it seems in a rebuild. The court, like no, you're building the team, but if you're a contender, been-, been a rebuild for years, bro. Get figured out. They're also in a rebuild shop. The Red Wings already bottomed out and are better. All right, let's figure. Let's, we got to do something here. We got to pick it up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I disagree completely because I think you know when you're a Canadian GM, you have more pressure because of you know you you, you should have more pressure. But I I will kind of agree with Riley's point. Is like a lot of guys. I feel like I think it happens with a lot of NHL GMs unless you're just like really in that market. You know, like um. But it seems like GMs definitely have longer tenures than coaches, as is. So yeah, no, like I'll get I'll a good example because like I can say Mark Bergman, Bergman and Benning should have been fired years ago. There's guys that should have definitely been fired like while ago, like Bergman, Benning. I think Poirier overstayed his welcome. Um, True living, you can argue yeah. that too. There's a lot of guys that, but it's 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 hard because like you got to at least give these guys the aspects of you know. What can they do with a rebuild and what they can they do with a contender? You know, so GMs, it's it's a little harder to meddle with in my but opinion. I will say you we've seen Dorian at both. First year on the job, sent that was 2017, sent to a contender and he bought and yeah. But uh anyway, I let's uh, move on to uh, your Colorado Look, point. I finally found my point. Sorry. The, this is Steve Dangle's suite, so shout out Steve. Chevy's been the GM of Winnipeg since 2011, Bergevin since 2012, Brad Trelaving since 2014, Benning since 2014. Dorian since 2016, Dubas since 2018, and Holland since 2019. Those are pretty solid, like pretty long durations. And yeah, they're definitely long tenures. We could we could definitely touch on that. That's at what some I was point, meaning. But like, they've got decent job security in that. Right. GMs don't get fired. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, those are we can move on. That was just the point I was trying. Really, to make. Uh, Luke, uh, your point about uh, yes. Back to my point. Um, what do you guys think on the the so, Jared Bednar? Because like he's been there. For a while now, he just gets this two-year extension, and they're not good right now. So I I said this in the off season, and I think uh, some of you like really shot me down. I think Bednar is holding back the Avalanche. I said they're not going to go anywhere until they get rid of Bednar and bring in a way more established coach. I agree, but also disagree. Like at this point, I'm just more like I I would love to disagree because I have respect for the guy, but like. They've just done nothing, you know, like they've had Nathan McKinnon bait his whole tenure and Nathan yeah. and, and, and it's McKinnon's not getting like, pissed off. McKinnon's yeah, also injured and, and, but like every year, like we sit here and like, we praise Sackett for his off seasons. Like, you know, they were like every, every year he's, you know, the one or two GM, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like for actual fans, not, you know, the fucking NHL commission that just picks Lou every fucking year. Cause they're brain dead. Um, for actual NHL fans, we know that Sackick's like at the very, 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 very least top three GM in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just I don't I don't get how they can just keep on like they don't they haven't even made a Stanley Cup final. I I think maybe they've made a, a conference final. No, they haven't. No. Yeah, no, exactly. Then you know, like I, I know they just lost to Vegas and they lost to someone else pretty shit. They've yeah. lost in the second round, like I think three straight years now. Three yeah, or four I mean, straight like, years. 
each each offseason we go into it or each regular season rather we go into it and we're like wow colorado favorites oh colorado favorites like last year the whole bus was on colorado like mm-hmm. everyone was booked for colorado like putting money on it with sports betting like all that kit and kaboom and i was like i wouldn't put a cent on them like i don't oh. i don't trust it at all and i, I, want I, my I definitely don't trust back. it now <laughs> i'm gonna read the central division standings right now Mm-hmm. Boo! Minnesota, Central Division! Boo! Minnesota, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Nashville, Colorado. Now, Colorado is two games behind Minnesota and three games behind Winnipeg. The points are 22-22, 20-19-17. Colorado still has up that, those games in hand to make it up. And they're also without Nathan McKinnon. So I wouldn't hit the panic button yet, but Considering, like I said, their games behind and they're still missing McKinnon, but I don't know. Man. They definitely they do have games in hand. They success. have only played fourteen games and they have seventeen points. And don't get me wrong, like they're still eight five and one. So I definitely can't sit here and say they're bad. Like they've yeah, they've, they've performed, saying. but I don't know, man. I don't know. We've all had them pegged for the top of central. They had it. Yeah, like I I think like at this point for them it should Even be myself. it should it should be top of the central. You know, yeah. I think at all points of the season, it should be at least top of the central. And maybe they're doing what I, I said about Tampa, you know, over the, the previous off seasons where I was like, you know, maybe they're just taking it easier in the regular season now and they're rehearsing for the cup. And Tampa ended up doing that after, you know, winning the president's show by a gargantuan amount and then being a first round bounce. Um, maybe that's what Colorado's doing. So if it is that, uh, hope, you know, smart, like finally. But I don't know, man. I just I, I don't even I don't even like the games that I watch. And there's they've got guys in trade rumors now. Like Gerard. Who is it? Yeah, Gerard. Gerard. But Gerard's been trade rumors since the offseason. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. It's weird. Uh, has yeah. Kemper so, looked good? I haven't seen Carl no. play this year at all. So no, I mean I have Kemper and Kemper in fantasy, and he's just been mediocre from everything I understand. I mean, I, I drafted him in like the third round. Fuck. I was really excited over picking him. Cause I was like, Hey, Colorado. And I think, you know, I think lately he's picked it up. They've actually, he's won his last four starts, but um, I don't know. It's hard with them. I just don't, I just don't love it. The signs yes. are back in action on Monday against Colorado. And I'm going to laugh. if They win that game. <laughs> that would be funny. Ooh, that... Yeah. Which brings me to my second point, which is, Probably a point that would take a lot longer under other circumstances, but I'm going to try to see if James can give me a, a five second of it. James. Yes. I want you to sit here as unbiased as you possibly can. And for all the shit that I give the sense over how their outlook is and on everything else, what are, what are your opinions on the sense outlook as of now? Oh, okay. So all the prospects are basically up, like all the high profile guys. The only high-profile guy that's not up, I'd be saying, was like probably Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for young guys coming up, I think we have a good like future for that. But I think the veterans we've brought in have just been absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. And sorry, to get good, you have to spend money. And I think the lack of wanting – I know you extended Batterson, you extended Kachuk. That's great. But you need to bring in. You can't just have a team of young guys. You no, have to and bring that's in- that's that's also a concept that like a lot of people, I guess, I don't want to say don't understand, but like, because you know, like you go on NHL twenty two and you build a team and you've got all twenty three year olds and they can win the cup in your third year, and that's great because it's a simulated. 
but like in real life with the sense, just having all this youth, like, I just don't think like they'll ever be ready for, you know, what actually a season takes in a, a postseason, especially if they could get to that point. Yeah. I think Tom Thompson is now with the team full-time. He's not going, not going back to Belleville. So, and he looked really good in the games he played. And I think you bring in Sanderson. I think the defense has ways to go. The, I, I think, I, I think I love our top six. I think our top six is solid. Bottom six needs work. Goaltending needs work. But this is the first year where I'm genuinely, like, frustrated with Pierre Dorian. Like, genuinely. Yeah. They said the rebuild was over. and Which he should have. It's looking like the opposite of that, right? And honestly. Obviously, obviously what, the rebuild is getting started, Riley? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Like, the opposite of end is start, so... Shit, bro. The Sens are definitely a long way from contending. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like, uh, they, I've said it a million times. I mean, they don't still don't have a star center in the organization. They still don't like. I love Tim Stutzla, but I also don't think they have a, a super high caliber winger. I think Jake Batherson's definitely turning into where he has such potential, but I still think they need more. I think they need a scorer, especially. And I, I do like their decor. I'm not going to trip their decor because I think Zub and um, Shabbat are going to be there a while and you can't complain with Lassie Thompson and Jake Sanderson. But I still just, I don't love their forwards. I don't love their forwards at all. This is a great offseason, though, coming up for the Senator to spend. Mm-hmm. This is the absolute best time for the Senator to spend because they could go and cash in on guys. Like, if you want to really get a good veteran, go and get Claude Giroux. If you want to build more for the future, look at Johnny Gaudreau and Thomas Hurdle. There are a lot of guys, especially this offseason, that I think the Senators could get. And I think I, I've, I said it kind of about Buffalo a little bit too, but I think like this is this is really a, a make it or break it offseason for the Sens. And to yeah, the, Sens, the Sens have been linked to um those guys, all the guys except for Goudreau. Those they've been linked to Drew like heavily. Like it's like it's it's to the point where you know it's inevitable almost because of the circumstances. Uh, we've been linked to Hurdle. We've been linked to Timo Meyer as well. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah, you want I mean, a good sorry. solid winger, Andrew Kopp. He's having a great year at the yeah, Jets. Kopp is, and Kopp can is do, not a bad idea either. I think and we need centers. Like I, I, I Kopp can like, play center. Kopp has been playing center lately. Right. I, 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 I love Shane Pinto when he's healthy, and I love Josh Norris. I think those. I think that one-two punch is like it's not the best but it's not like no i mean it's definitely very solid but i still think even at that you guys still need something more i thought you're gonna say hell i but i don't those two the center core like you have call it was healthy you have Colin white in there which could help a lot when he comes back but other than that like there's Uh chris tierney like he looked good start of the year uh but he he has six goals and only one of them has been scored with with his stick Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, this is going to be a very important offseason for me for this sense. And I would be looking at guys like just a, a short look, you know, especially at centers here, you could go and get guys like as much as I hate him. Nazem Kadri, I think would be sick for We've you been guys. Linked to Kadri. We got linked to Kadri so hard in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Kadri, Trocek, um, Giroux. Uh, I would even maybe bark down uh, Vlad Domestikov's alley. He has 10 points in 19 games for the Wings. Domestic is actually familiar with the organization as well. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, this is uh, you've got Ryan Strom too. I think I think he's an RFA. Um, Jared McCann's a possibility. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of guys here. Yeah, if it's the offseason to spend, 
Like it's the year. And I think even if Ottawa, Ottawa needs a right defenseman, like just a right defenseman who can play like, just like, just if you can play capable defense, come on by, you know? Right. Like, come on down. Your next contestant on, do you want a big contract from Ottawa? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even to the point of right defense, you can go and get Ben Sherratt for the good low price of a first round pick. Uh, th- that's um, right. I would never pay a first round pick for Ben Sherratt. I think that's I was gonna tell you, that price is way too fucking high. Whoever, yeah, if Ben Sherratt's worth a first round pick, oh my god, how much is um Artem Zugumi worth on the market? Yeah, I mean, nevertheless, I mean, you still have uh Tony D as much of a piece of shit he is. Um, Chris Letang, I don't think he'd come, but a good veteran presence. Eric DeBrance is there. It's actually kind of a weak right decor class. The left decor is good. But, like, I think D'Angelo, how much of a cancer he is, he's been great in Carolina. A 14 points in 15 a game as a defenseman? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Nearly replacing Dougie Hamilton really well, man. Like. Replacing that offense and then some. Yeah. He's replacing the offense with offense. Ha! I get it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that one. I appreciate that. I can do that. Yeah. But. Tony yeah, Andrews been playing really well, and it's weird because everybody thinks he's a big as, he's a big piece of garbage. Which the stuff he said, it's understandable, but he's playing great hockey. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, it looks like our uh, guest has arrived, guys. Woo! We are proud to announce Steve from Eye Candy Airbrush, the man behind the mask. I want to welcome Steve Nash to the podcast. How's it going today, Steve? Hey, guys. How are you? Pretty good yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just having a beer, finally getting to relax. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. They've been keeping me busy in the uh, AHL and the NHL. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what's it? Like, as, I'm a huge fan of, like, all the goalies masks you've designed. Like, I'm a Jets fan, avid Jets fan. Um, so when you design Connor Hellbuck's mask, I'm like, they're very nice. I love every single one. Awesome. And I'm, and I'm from Red Deer, so I'm a huge fan of Cam Ward. Um, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes, probably their best goaltender. Um, what's it like working with all those guys? Like, uh, Working with them, it's awesome because uh, they get to put their personality into the masks, most of them. Um, yes. Like you were mentioning Cam Ward he was really into putting a lot of his uh, ideas into the mask. Awesome guy. He's a big sweetheart. And he wanted it to look a certain way. He liked the bling and uh, yeah, he was a really fun guy to work with. He trusted me with a little freedom to, to bring it out. Yeah. Cause I was looking at him, the one with the black beard and that's probably one of my favorite masks out there, like top 10, top five. It's uh-huh. incredible. I sent my fellow co-host the, picture of the mask and it's just is incredible yeah it's re- really nice I, I really like it awesome guys yeah, you know what you guys, uh, you guys freaked me out with the uh when i was listening to your podcast how um in depth you get with the uh analytics and stats <laughs> and wow i bet you the players don't know half the half the stuff you guys come up with Oh, that's, that's a point that I love to bring up is like everyone in, you know, like we're, we're pretty, you know, active on social media and a lot of social media people just post gargantuan amounts of like advanced stats. And 
I tell people all the time, I'm like, players, players, GMs, coaches couldn't care less. They really no. could not. You're right. You're like, right. Mark Shifley said they're hogwash. Like, <laughs> but it's weird because in the NFL, they care about that. They care about that stat. So it's like mm-hmm. interesting contrast between the two sports. And yes, yeah, advanced stats, they're just weird. Like expected mm-hmm. goals for against them, like, they're such weird stats. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't love advanced stats because it's like, how do you actually track that shit? Like, it doesn't, it genuinely doesn't make sense. To yeah, me. like I, like I'm not against advanced stats, but I'm not like I'm not like like I think you need to take both. Like I think you take you take the eye test and then take advanced stats and then mesh them together. And then you're gonna get a more, oh, uh, what's the word here? Like not accurate analysis of the player because I think the eye test is will be over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you, Steve. So because you work with so many NHL goalies, do you have like a favorite team or do you just kind of like just cheer for your clients' teams? Uh, that's a good question. I, I tend to cheer for the guys I paint for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, the best tailgating party I was ever at was Carolina. Carolina really knows how to throw a good tailgating party. So I have to give it up for them with the real fans coming out. Not the uh, guys in the suits in the front row, like a lot of the uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the people who Tom, have like the front row seats are typically the, the casuals. That sounds uh, like a Toronto game where all the front front row seat guys are just guys in suits, and then everyone else has, has jerseys on. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. So Carolina, I got to give it up for one of my all time favorites, the blue collar dads. They get to bring their sons out. They can afford it. They they tailgate like nobody else. It's like a football game. Oh, yeah, that's so I guess I guess uh, Cam War would be one of my favorites because I've been to Jets games and my other co-host James has been to a, more Sens games than I can even I've been to more Sens game than most Senators players. I've been to point. five or six this year. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the game atmosphere is just weird. Like it's so intense. It's just loud and it's great. I've never even really heard about Carolina at all. And yeah, like I've heard they had a, they've had attendance problems, but that just makes tickets cheap. No, I always uh, knew they, um, they, I, I knew, I knew they tailgated. I knew that was a thing they did before games. They, they were saying, I know some video a couple years ago where it said like every unique thing about every franchise and uh, Carolina tailgates for you every game. Yeah. I, I'm probably kidding myself. I go back when Wardo won the cup, like around that era, it was really good, but things are getting more controlled, fenced in, you know, beer mm-hmm. tent, arted, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't a free, everybody comes and just tailgates and has a good time. I think, I think that's starting to, even in football, I think that's starting to get killed down a lot. Yeah. Like you look at the Bills Mafia where they're jumping through tables. Yeah, like, <laughs> like no <laughs> table is safe. <laughs> yeah. And tailgate, like, tailgate is a weird thing, but it's a cool thing because you show up at the stadium, like, at around 11 a.m. or whatever, and just there all day, even if the game's at four. Yeah, with, with uh, $200,000 fifth wheels and mobile homes, barbecue, <laughs> 20 long. Yeah, so, yeah, so Wardo was uh, one of my favorite, favorite guys to work with. John Quick from L.A., he was a blast to work with. And so oh. currently, uh, Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck, he's a – He's awesome. He really gets to do his mask, paint jobs. He really wants to look a certain way. 
I get yeah. really not that much input. He goes, this is really the way I want it to look like. It's got to be like this, this big, this color. He likes lots of white. So I got yeah, to that. state of the script with him. I've noticed <laughs> a lot of his masks are very like white. And then last year where he had his like, where's like bright blue and then it had like the orange like wood trim. Yeah. Like, around them, like the outline. And some of his other was just base white. And it looks really well in the white jersey. Like, you know. And it, yeah, it looked pretty cool. Even his new one, he has a picture of himself on the left side, I believe. Yeah, he's Holy a huge, he's a huge outdoors guy. Like he loves he loves fishing. That's all he does is fish off season. Yeah. So yeah, he wanted himself on there catching <laughs> that trophy largemouth bass. And the other side, he just wanted the tin dog. He loves his dog. Family, him and his wife, they just had a baby. Uh, yeah, I saw that. So Tiddly, his dog, is part of his. Uh, his family, so that really wanted to go full out. This is my family, so I'm sure the baby's going to make an appearance. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be like the baby, or even like the initials or something on there. Like he seems like a very family orientated man. Yeah, 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 yeah. he is. He's grounded. He's uh, doesn't get riled up too much. So oh, that's his whole demeanor on the ice. He's just calm and collected. But you got just it, like Carey Price, you know, just oh, keep it calm, keep it down. Yeah. So, um, so Steve, how did you get into uh, mass design? Um, it wasn't like it wasn't planned. It was by accident. Um, I was a goalie when I was younger, and I was going to be one of those kids that wasn't going to make it to the NHL. Same here, uh, <laughs> Jamie. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <same>. But, uh, <laughs> my love for hockey. I'm sure you guys still have the love for hockey. I still play and stuff. So. Oh yeah. My other love was art. Um, so the two things meshed and I started painting on goalie masks for fun for other um, beer leaguers at the time. Yeah. And uh, it's just slowly kept growing and growing. And I think it was in the 90s when I started it. Damn. Yeah, it was in the 90s when I started doing it, when it wasn't really as intricate as the artwork is today. We, like, remember the 90s goalies that had very unique Basic or limited mm -hmm. yeah yeah you can see them from the third row which i thought was pretty cool like yeah. masks today there's just so much going on you can't tell unless you're mm -hmm. up close zoomed in yeah it's a weird etiquette because like i i don't even know at this point what i'd prefer it's like to be able to you know understand it from afar but like especially because like everything like you you know you guys post everything online and you know go and look in on like Cause like you show the videos, of just like the very like itty bitty, you know, like getting down to the like basically you would call them essentially pixels of like writing stuff down, and it's like it's it's such a such a nice art, and it's like you get to actually see like finished product helmets, and even in process helmets, I love too, and it's just like I appreciate the hell out of it, you know. Yeah, thanks, man. You guys, there's a lot more talented artists that are getting into the like you said down to like pixel size stuff. Guys want it now; they want intricate stuff but painted they don't want the vinyl and stickers and all that they want mm -hmm. it painted because if you think about it there's what sport out there can you really put a piece of artwork on a helmet anymore other than maybe uh car racing different types of car racing yeah Football. it is basically the the most uh, freedom guys in the nhl is but i mean yeah like you said pretty much every sport get i mean it's the most personality a lot of guys can show other than football players on twitter nowadays or yeah. football players they have their cleats that's the only thing they can yeah. have right and, and they can't wear them in games they only go and warm up yeah mm -hmm. which is yeah. outrageous but that's another topic and mm -hmm. you just 
it's cool because you can see like each goalie's kind of personality, as we said, like, and goalies for the most part are quirky and kind of weird fellows. Like who else is going to s- stand there and get rubber blasted at their face? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Owner, but it's still flying at your, at your head. Like, well, you got to make sure the, uh, I'll use all lot of automotive paint and heavy clear coats. I put lots of clear coat on there because it's got to stand up some, to some uh, nice bullets. Yeah, it's got to stand out and, you know, like they're taking pucks to the mask. They're, you know, they're taking the whole speeding and you got to make sure it sticks and everything, right? I was going to yeah, ask, like, you use automotive paints? Yeah, all yeah. automotive paints. Uh, no no uh, um, other type of formulas. It's all heavy-duty automotive. I buried in like four or five coats of clear and it's got to stand up. One of my best um, test jobs is when I painted for Tim Thomas in Boston. So yeah. I, did a, I buried his paint job when he wore the all white mask when he won the cup. Yeah, that was a nice one. I was going to ask about Tim Thomas because, like, thinking back to, like, you know, like NHL 12, like, Tim Thomas was like the goalie, you know, yeah, like that, was, that was like the guy. Yeah, he was a beast. He, he was unorthodox, but you know what? He had heart and he was a beast. Like, he was fun to watch. And, but the test job, my best test job was when Zidane Ochara would come down in practice and drill that shot at him. And you'd have to like do that for an hour of practice. Lots of shots off the head. The paint held up. So I got tested hard early on. That's pretty cool. That, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely that is, one that is the, the absolute <laughs> best probably way ever in NHL history to test a goalie helmet is to get a Zidane slap shot right at the head. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's, He's scary too. Like when you're on the boards and he comes down the boards and he goes by it just with a piece of glass beside you or between you. He's mm-hmm. he's a intimidating dude. He's menacing I've, looking. I, I've met I've met Chara. I was maybe like think ten or nine, and I remember looking up and I'm like, whoa. I remember he said, "Oh, Dad, you were tall, but whoa, like he's a mountain of a man." Like TV, the cameras on TV do not do him justice. Like, oh no. Yeah, and he's like being physically in shape the way he is. What? How old he is? Like, body weight? 10%. It's impressive. It really is. Uh, Steve, I want to ask you one question. My brother's a huge, huge LA Kings fan. And I know yep. you said you designed Jonathan Quick and Troy Grossnick's masks. Uh, how, what would you like to work with them? Uh, Quickie was uh, Quickie's an easygoing guy. So early on in his career, like when the they won the two Stanley Cups, I worked with him and... All he really wanted was uh, something battle armor, knights looking, and I came up with that design for wow, him. So you, he stuck was, with many years. That was entirely your design? Like, he just let you have free reign on that? Yeah, I, I mocked it up a couple mock-ups, showed it to him, he loved it, and we went with it, and it sort of ended up getting a mind of its own, that mask. It's That's been impressive. copied so many times. If there's ever any more mini mask toys, definitely that has to be one of them. Yeah, like that glowing mask is in NHL. Like it's in the video game. Like it's awesome. It's it, it's an incredible glowing mask. Yeah, it, it just it took off well. But winning two stamps—that's when Quick was a beast too. So he like mm-hmm. it's all. Yeah. You know, I could have painted his helmet pink, and it might have went off good for. Our- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Troy Grossnick, he was a. Uh, his paint job, he was right into it. He wanted a whole he very he got into it very in depth. He wanted certain things to look a certain way, like the monochromatic look, all white. 
uh, he wanted the LA theme and uh, we had to go back, back and forth many times with many times with sketches until he approved it. And then I uh, started cutting into his mask and it took about a week, week and a half to eh, about a week and a half to do that mask, a lot of detail in it. Wow. Super nice guy. Yeah. You've worked with some of my favorite goaltenders over the years and it's just really cool. Like, I said, I love Wardo. I loved him since he was a rebel. And then he went on probably the best rookie goaltender season ever. Yeah, that was, uh, a, that that was, was a That was a crazy season. Now, granted, as a Canadian, I'm kind of pissed off that Carolina won because, you know, they beat Edmonton. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, we can't have nice things up here. But <laughs> at the same time, Wardo, Wardo holds, his, holds a place in my heart. And seeing him in Chicago is kind of weird as, you know, he's the face of the Hurricanes, right? Yeah, we carried a bit of his Wardo look over as best I, as best as I could or we came up with. But Blackhawks are a difficult team to try to get art passed by because of the politically correct uh, logo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Indian logo. So yeah, Blackhawks got a lot of issues right now. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> and and the logo is the least of their worries right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, just for me, just from an artist, just from my standpoint, trying to get things approved. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a pain in the neck. Yeah, that probably is a, a bitch to get approved. I also saw you worked with um Cole Keller, a Manitoba Moose goaltender. So you yeah. basically are working for the Jets organization at this point. You've got Hellebuck, Keller, like you you got almost the whole Jets and Moose team, man. <laughs> yeah, it just. That's good. I love the Jets. I love the Moose. Oh. I love the whole organization. They're a good organization to work for. Um, I just did Burden and Holmes. Their goal. Yeah, I love on- Burden. Love Birdman. Uh, we did the. Uh, ho- I just did two hockey fights cancer masks for them. I think they're going to don on Sunday. This Sunday. Well, I'll probably check them out, as I'm in Winnipeg. So maybe I'll see if I can get myself some tickets if they're in town. Is it this Sunday? Yeah, it is this Sunday. Yeah. All right, but yeah, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story, a quickie story, John Quick story. All right, when he he got brought up to the Kings, he uh, desperately wanted a certain look on his back plate of the mask. He wanted a goalie and a uh, sunset, and the equipment manager told me, "No, no, no, you got to stay within the team colors, black and white, silver." I'm like, "Yeah, but he wants this." Like, okay, if Quickie wants it, just do it. So I, I painted it. I did a goalie and a sunset. And uh, the first game he went out and played for the Kings, the owner of the team, one of the owners of the team, freaked out because he had the orange on there. So I got a call right away from the equipment manager saying, you got to change that paint job. You can't have orange on there. I know. I said, I know he wanted, he really wanted it. But yeah, and he goes, the owner's so mad and John Quick told the owner it was all your idea. He had nothing to do with it. Oh, you <laughs> under the bus. Oh. He threw me under the bus big time early on. <laughs> Didn't even catch the number of the bus he got thrown under. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, but he redeemed himself. He, I, I got to work with him for all those years. So, but early on, yeah, he didn't hesitate to throw me under the bus. That's funny. A lot oh, of like good stuff happens. That's a uh, great yeah. Steve, what's your favorite mask that you've designed and what's the, your favorite going mask that you haven't designed? Like, have you ever seen anyone, any mask out there that like, I mean, like, man, that's a really cool mask. 
uh, I don't really have a favorite of mine. I love Wardo's. Uh, each one seems like my baby that I put out there. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, I, love, I hate that question. I wish you didn't ask me that question. <laughs> 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 on the spot. But uh, yeah, they're all my babies. Uh, I love Tim Thomas's all white bear mask when he first won the cup because it was like my first days in the NHL painting masks. So I guess you can go, yeah, go back that far. Uh, favorite mask that I haven't painted would probably be like the older school guys, uh, Curtis Joseph's uh, Toronto yeah. mask, the Cujo mask. That was that was an awesome mask. Um, oh yeah, Cujo's. I like the the late nineties masks. I like a lot of those. Belfours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ed Belfour because they were iconic. These guys kept the same paint Ooh, job. Ed the Eagle, yeah, like iconic. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites was Kippersoft's if you remember the flaming skulls yeah for sure yeah, like these guys were iconic these masks were iconic and even they carried them over to other teams which yeah. is cool too. yeah so you um you don't get that vibe now yeah my favorite masks all time were probably I always loved Ryan Miller's mask when he was with Buffalo and then I've always loved Patrick Goleen's mask where he had the Marvin the Martian on it yeah yeah man those see those were two iconic masks uh, Miller's Buffalo mask was really iconic. Oh yeah, it was it was clean. You could see it from the third row, and mm -hmm. it was nice. It went with a lot of, it melted with the colors nice. Uh, sort of like football helmets, they just melt with the jerseys nice. Yeah, when you, get, when you get a lot of artwork, it starts to look like a soup, and it doesn't match right. Um, but yeah, the older school guys match nice. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, it just it's a cool art form and. Like I said, it's just a very expression ex way for goalies to express themselves, right? And I also, I'm not sure if you saw Carrie Price's this past year, where it was like a cybernetic robot. Yeah, that was a pretty skilled paint job. Uh, I know the guy who painted it. Uh, he put a lot of, I think that mask took nearly a month to paint. Really? Yeah, a lot of work went into that. What's the long, what's the average time it takes for you to create a mask and paint one? Yes, yeah, so again, about the detail uh yeah. if people want portraits it's going to take me longer uh if it's like the 90s clean cut kind of stuff then it's a little bit quicker a week to two weeks usually oh yeah yeah and that's with a lot of aftercare too once you do the paint work get all the details in there and everything you got to clear coat it all in it takes about three to four clear coats and then after that's done you got to go through the whole process of wet sanding it, polishing it, and then reassembling it with the foam, the hardware, the screws, the cage, all that stuff has to go back on and make sure it's safe for these guys to blast an 80 mile an hour uh, shot off their face. <laughs> yeah, that's so I do have a question. So in Hellebuck's 2017, 2018 mask, it was like the gray and blue one. It had like it looked like it had like metal ripping or ice ripping. Do you know the one yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Is yeah, that yeah. what, like, what, what, I always thought it was metal, but upon closer look, it looks like ice. Can you clarify what that is? Like, exactly what you said. He wanted to have a metal ripping and ice kind of formation ripping towards the back of the mask. He wanted it to be like that old 90s kind of clean. You could see it from a little ways away. But when you get up close on that, you got a lot of, uh, holograms in there of fish because all his masks if you look in deep on the uh, paint you'll see holograms 
even his third jersey this year, the the, um, the original jersey, the one they brought back, the old school one. When you get up on the dark blue, you'll see the holograms of uh, fish inside there. So the uh, one you're talking about, the Jets, because uh, it's got silver, sort of represents the airplane, the metal from the airplane ripping yeah. through. And then the blue, and then you got the ghosted halos of the uh, Jets going through there. It was a simple kind of concept, but it worked for him at the, for that year. Yeah, he became a, he was a Vezina nominee that year. Yeah, he, he's a he's a really him and Carey Price freak me out with how calm they can play. Mm-hmm. Like just big, stand on the crease, play the game. They read the plays so well. Oh, their eyes and how fast they read it. Yeah, that, that's that's scary. It's like how fast they scan things. Yeah. Yeah, when you got guys coming down on you like McDavid, like geez, you got to be like the, the puck moves so fast. It's yep crazy now yeah but yeah so these guys like to get a lot of their personal stuff in there whether it's hidden guys hide stuff too they'll hide stuff behind their straps they'll hide stuff uh, in the paint hide stuff inside the mask good luck insignias uh there's all kinds of little things they like to do i'll definitely keep my eye out for that next every time a new mask is unveiled yeah. thank you so yeah, you uh, a lot of little easter eggs that's for sure oh yeah yeah. Uh, so, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on the uh, the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having. No problem. Thank you. I like this show, guys. You, you guys freaked me out with the stats. Like, I I, I couldn't believe uh, what I was. I listened to a couple of your shows. I was like, wow, the players for sure don't know this stuff. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. No, none of those guys know it. But fans, fans eat that shit up. Fans yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, thank you for coming on. Can't wait for more new masks to come out in the future. Uh, just before you go, do you have any advice for any young artists looking to get into like mask design or anything like that? Uh, if a young artist wants to get into painting goalie masks, the best thing they can do is start out with uh, like a formal type education, learn the artwork, and maybe get into like a graphic arts program, local community kind of thing. Because it's goalie masks are a combination of old school like traditional type artwork mixed with understanding the graphics, like the uh, computer graphics stuff. It's a combination of both of that. So yeah, as a young person, those two fields would be the best thing to start up in. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you very much, man. Hey, th- thanks, Steve. Yeah. yeah thank you. Guys. Good work. Thank you. Once again, thanks to uh, Steve Nash, the man behind the mask on the podcast. Go check out his Instagram page. I think his Instagram page is I. I AR. There he is. Say, say it one more time, but louder. I candy AR. Thank you. And now to end the episode, we're going to do our panicking guys. <clears throat> I got the categories right here. What do I say about dance moves? Get them out. All right. Uh, from last time, I think last time the order was Luke, me, <clears throat> Riley, Riley, or Luke, Riley, me. I think we're going reverse order. 
Who's starting it off? Me. Of course you are. Who started off last time? What the? What do you? What do you mean? Oh, this is okay. It's your really show, so I guess you started off now. I guess. I don't wow. Anything about the Ducks? I'm putting our team at the bottom, though. Well, your team's already there. You lost to Vancouver. Shut up. Yeah, aren't you open for against COVID? We we we've beaten Toronto, and they're on a they're on a hot seat. Shut up. We beat Edmonton. Oh, oh, and you got clapped in the next game. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Clapped you know, in a really, two-one it's shootout. It's really nice that you guys are yelling at each other, but meanwhile, the Wings have lost the last three and been scored on with five goals each game. I really like that you guys have this head-to-head, though. This is fun. I, I can do this. Uh, Anaheim Ducks. Yo, the Anaheim Ducks are fucking chilling. Oh, they just sent Mason McTavish down. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're chilling. Like, you know, they got a I, I do want to like. say this one thing, just for the viewers who are new here and don't know what the Penguin Next is before we do get up. It's like every two weeks, every two or three weeks, we come back to this index, see how teams have been doing throughout the, the stretch of games. And mm-hmm. the categories go from, from at the bottom, you're good. At the top, you're panicking. It's, it's panic index. Well, no way. <laughs> the bottom it goes chilling, not worried, neutral, slight panic, Panic and Panic Mode DEFCON 5. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Ducks are having – man, Troy fucking Terry. Yeah, I was going to say that's that – he. we didn't talk about him earlier, but Troy Terry is having an absolute year, man. That guy is a monster right now. No, like, and holy shit. I, I hate on pace, but I'm just, I will say this. He's on pace for 95 points. I I don't love a lot of on pace, but he's got what is it like a it's like a sixteen game point streak or something, mm-hmm, just yeah. like some gargantuous like that should not be legal. Like he's just he's he's on fire. Like I think it's at least I don't know the exact number. I think it's between like a fourteen to sixteen. That's like that's insane, especially in the modern day NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! Like the last guy going like a sixteen game point streak was either McDavid or Kane. I know Kane had some like insane point streak back in. Couple years ago, can I also Riley. say something? Yeah, Terry was drafted in 2015 in the fifth round. This 2015 draft class is just is still producing. Yeah, it's still players. getting better and better, man. Yeah, that's like it's incredible. And he's only 24 years old, so he's still. I growing. mean, I've al- I've always liked Troy Terry. I've always thought he's a good player, but I, d- I never expected him to like blow up. No, like I didn't see this coming. Now watch how he cursed him. So Terry, if you go pointless the entire year, we are sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. What's yeah. It- Hey, hey, if Troy Terry points the entire year, Dylan will jump off the roof, I swear. Okay. Yeah, so who's next? Coyotes. That's you, Riley. They're chilling still, like. Yes, sir. They know they're bad. bad. They know they're going to be bad. Not not much to say about the Coyotes. Just they're they're, they're, they're garbage. But they're okay with being garbage, though. (laughs) Yeah, so. Now, Mr. Luke. Uh, Mr. Luke, um, you know, I don't know if I can call this popular or unpopular, but I think I'm going to put – I'm really between slight panic and neutral right here. I think I'm going to put them in a slight panic, and I'll tell you why. Right. Boston's good. They're 8-5. and five. They're good. They're a good team. We know they're a good team. Nothing on that. But the biggest issue with Boston right now is that the other teams in our division in the Atlantic are better. They're yeah. just – they're better. They're better. They're not going to surpass the Panthers. They're not going to surpass the Leafs. They're not going to surpass the Lightning. They're I, just not. And I think that should be a lot bigger of a worry than uh, 
meets the eye because I don't, you know, they could get a wild card. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't think they're they're a top three team right now in the Atlantic. And the Metro is definitely going to try to hog some wild cards. Yeah. because they're So really strong. my boss and I, when there's nothing to do, we just like talk hockey, like loudly in the back, back of the store. And basically he's, he's told me he thinks boss this year, Boston falls off. And he thinks he's, they're going to miss the playoffs because of the, how much more competitive the Atlantic is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Boston's the, only one, like, is two only two points out of, out of a while. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can, can I finish my point? Go ahead, sir. Anyway, uh, how Boston looks because the Metro Metro is still a fucking dog. Oh my god, it is a bloodbath out there too. So, yeah, the two points out. But guess what? There's a lot of teams that are like close to that range too. Mm-hmm. I put Boston slight panic if I was if I was picking this, but. Yeah, I mean, they still definitely have games in hand. They have two games in hand on Tampa. Uh, what is this? Five games in hand on the Leafs. Don't get me wrong. They can definitely make up the ground room. But the Leafs, you know, with their five games in hand, have four wins and an OT loss. You know, like it's 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 still a lot of ground room to make up. And I know this season's still very young. We're still, what, are we at a quarter yet? Are we, we're pretty close to a quarter way through, right? Yeah. Um. You know, I, they, there's definitely still a lot of time. So um, they're, they're in slight panic now for me, though. <clears throat> um, Yeah, my turn. Uh, the Hurricanes, yo, the Hurricanes are chilling. Yeah. Best team in the Metro after we – after I think all of us shit on them, except for you – no, know, for me, maybe. I think like, the offseason looked terrible, but it doesn't affect them. It did. It's so weird. The, their offseason looks so confusing, and – Say it again, man. Freddie Anderson. Wow, it's really good. It's like, it's like he's a good goalie. It's like he is. Like, where was he? Where was he last time? He got like he just didn't. I, like, I fucking hate Toronto. Um, yeah, no, the Canes are just they're firing all cylinders. Yep. All right, Riley, Chicago. Panic mode, DefCon Five. Like they're Forever still hours. bad, and they've they won. They've won four straight. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, I can but, give them props for winning, but they're still fucking well, rancid. You look at how much assets they gave up in the offseason. Like, you need to do more. You need they need to be better than what they were. They yeah, are. in the in the wonderful world of Buffalo uh, trading for two first round picks and then both being top ten protected, I'm pretty sure the first round pick the Blackhawks gave is not top ten protected. Or did it's they give a first, for, right? it's, top, it's top two protected. So top two, right? But, Either way, come on, bro. Yeah, you still. Yeah. I, I I think I still put them in panic, but I wouldn't put them in like Defcon Five panic. I'm still putting them there. Like you gave up a first. I, I agree. You, lo- you, you, lose you can't twist. have given up all those assets and get the the Vezina winner, and people are already talking about whether well, they have a decision to make on Flurry. Like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, we're not even a month into the season, and yeah, it's already looking like Flurry might be gone. Looking to the like Flurry's going back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, dude. Or Edmonton. Edmonton has no cap space for Flurry. How are they going to get him? Salary. Yeah, here, salary here I got retention. my valuable Cody CC I can give you with term salary attention, and you trade Miko Koskinen. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Luke, Colorado, uh, Colorado. Uh, we already said a little bit about the John Bednar stuff. I want to put them in an only slight panic. I'm pretty between panic and slight panic, but I think uh, slight panic's fine. They still, like we said, don't have Nathan McKinnon right now, so that's a, a very large damper, and they also just shelled the, the Kraken. Like, really fucking bad. Like, it was 7-0 at one point. They took him out um, back and old yellered their ass. Yeah, dude, they did. Like, they shot him dead like a dead dog. Like, it was bad. Um, 
Spoiler told you. I mean, they they still have they still have ground room that they can pick up on, but yeah. I, I just don't love the the coach extension, especially at this point in the year. And uh, yeah. yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> Columbus. I'm gonna take a quote from GTA. I'm not worried about it. No, why not worry? Because I'm a, I'm a motherfucking gangster. That's why I'm not worried about it. Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta give the jackets all the credit in the world right now, man. Oh. They're missing Yo. Line and they're still doing really well. Yo, Bjorkstrand, though. Facts. Facts. Cole Sillinger's been sick. Jakob Voracek really under the radar, doing really good this year. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been solid. They're not a team that you can complain Shinikov about. Right now. looks good, like in the few games mm-hmm. he's played. Well, let's gonna go yeah. after like Sillinger's eight points, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Jaguars are a playoff team, but they look better than we all thought they were going to be. Oh, definitely. They they oh. have a they have a lot going for them. I mean, they have their I like their team mashup because Bjorkstrand's really a good guy for the future. But like you bring in the Chimnikov, Cylinder, Jake Bean, still super young. Adam Boquist is incredibly young. And you got Kent have, Johnson up there in Michigan. Yeah, you have Kent Johnson. You have uh, another first round. You have two first round picks this year. Um, this Blackhawks one is indeed top two protected, not even top three, just top two. Hey, they got they got a lot going for them, bro. I'm probably and considering they could move um Corpus Allo for even more assets. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Corpus Allo's been in all the rumors. He only has one year left, and he wouldn't re-sign there because Merzlikens, obviously. Yeah, it's so bad for Corpus Allo. I like Corpus Allo. But Columbus is big, like they're 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 in a great spot. Mm-hmm. So Pierre, now it's Pierre, just... Pierre, pick up the phone. Pick up, pick up the damn phone. <laughs> um, this is my turn for Dallas. Yes, sir. Yes. I would put them in slight panic, but just above neutral. Like they're they're old as hell. They are old as hell. And I um yeah, I was gonna say, could I could I just what the fuck was that? Was that a dog? I yeah. Delilah. <laughs> what? Um. I want to just say something about the Dallas Stars. I put them in panic, and Rick Bowness is a fucking asshole. Uh yeah, the the stuff on the, the I don't know the guy's name, the mini native uh, Riley Two Foot. Uh, yeah, like, Toft or something. Yeah, like so he used all this call money to get tickets for his family to come see him play, and Nick Bukestad, beauty Nick Bukestad, helped him get the tickets too. And then hour an hour before the game, uh, he scratched him. Some yeah, next, but Karma, some... Karma's a bitch. That's what they got blown out by Minnesota seven to two. I'm okay with putting him in panic. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I, I got a Dallas think... Star. I got a Dallas Stars fan, and he he is fucking furious. <laughs> like fire, he's like fire everyone. Yeah, the the stars. I think um, again, I'm gonna shout him out every chance I can because you guys somehow don't already watch him. The hockey guy. I think he just did a video on the mediocre Dallas Stars. They had such a weird offseason. We kind of talked about that. It was kind of just like, why sign those guys? Like, you know, you look at them signing like Ryan Suter, Braden Holtby, and Luke Lindenning, and cool, but like, where's the you? Yeah, like they have a good why? Game yeah. goaltender in their I mean, system. You, you have Jake Andrew, you have Gary Anov, you have, um, you have someone else that's really good. Hints, you have Rupe Hints. Um, and they're just, yeah, high skin, and they're just doing weird shit that I just like. I don't, I just don't, I don't agree with going and getting Glenn Denning and Michael Raffle. And I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I and I think honestly, Jim Neal, I think his time, bro, you're, bro, your, your, your time is up. Like, you're like, 
Nil and Bounus. First of all, Bounus was the first ever coach of Ottawa Senators. Uh, shout out to him. But, bro, you're done. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think Dallas' window for contention is closed. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Luke. Wait, is it Luke? Yeah, Luke. It's Florida. Luke. Florida is chilling. Yeah. 12, 2, and 3. Obviously, they've cooled down a little bit, but how can you really say they cooled down a little bit when they're still 12, 2, and 3? Mm-hmm. Um, Florida's Florida's a beast, man. I, I really I really want the best for Florida because I, uh, I've i gone to a Panthers game down in Florida, and I really do like it there. I do like the atmosphere. I think they get a really bad rap. And don't get me wrong, they, they don't have a lot of fans. They don't. But it's a great place. They have a great atmosphere. And Florida's one of the places where, like um, – like uh, <laughs> yeah, like also like Steve said though, like it's a very friendly atmosphere. Like you can just bring your kids there, and tickets are really affordable. And I think it'd be really good, especially for like Florida kids to see a, like you know obviously they have Tampa. Don't get me wrong, but like a very affordable like go to a Panthers game when they're really good, and especially if they make playoffs, I think that'd be huge for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, they're gonna make playoffs, but yeah, they're gonna make playoffs. Like I think Florida was the one. I was really high on Florida the offseason, and I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was rightfully so. Um, the Oilers. Um, guess what? Oilers still chilling. Chilling. Uh, I. That's because you want you beat them. Don't mean they ain't chilling. No, I'm actually not even saying that. Nurse is out long term, four or five weeks. That is Nurse, their best defenseman. But guess what? Until then, they still chilling. Um, Nurse is injured. Until then, they still chilling. Injured. He's I'm not sorry. playing. Is it, is it my turn? Is it your turn? Or is it my turn? Like, it's fucking my turn. They shouldn't be in chilling when their best defenseman's out. They're still chilling, bro. They're, they would have been like, what, nine and one their past couple games? Seven and three. Seven and three. My, my bad. But until it shows signs, next man up. Okay. I'm, I'm not, this isn't, isn't the future. I'm thinking right now, they're, they're chilling. Duncan Keith is their best defenseman. They still no. have someone good. Bouchard. So offensively, then you could say Tyson Berry. Tyson yeah, Barry. but in terms of defense, when you already have a kind of a very iffy goaltending situation. Is Clefbaum? No, Clefbaum's dead, right? Yeah, Clefbaum's out. So it's Duncan Keith, Barry, or Cody Cece. Or yeah, the decor is still not great. I mean, the, the Jets game the other day against them was still only 2-1. to one. I mean. There's a shootout. They, yeah, it was yeah, it was a shootout. So I mean, and even Skinner played out, out, they good. got they got pretty far. Yeah. Um. No, I'm, 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 I get the final say, and I'm saying they're still chilling. You were seven and three, like you're still you're still chilling. It's not yeah. gonna work. It's not. There's not really much to worry about. Yeah, they're, they're just out. But guess what? If the next man gets step up, they can still be chilling. Okay. Okay. Who's next? You Islanders, and it's you. Didn't Pelic just get injured? Or Pollock, one of those guys? Pelic, yeah. Pelic and Pulock are injured. Yeah, so I'll put them in slight panic. As you know, whenever you lose your one of your, your two best defensemen, like that's especially when they play play a very defensive game, it's I, I would I would even argue to put the Islanders in panic. Um, it's up to Riley, but they've been very mediocre this year. I, I want to say this the Islanders' first home game is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And so and being on the road does November 20th. Being on the road for that long does impact. Oh, yeah. You. So I'm the just gonna season put started 
Well, I think it started on October, what, 13th or 12th, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So, yeah, I'd put them in slight panic, but you can obviously make a case for panic. Yeah. It, it, they're, the they've been on the road for so long, and that does a lot to a team. Right. So, I'll see how they get some – See how they are when they get some home games in, right? Can get some home legs on them. That's fair. Yeah, I mean the the season will probably open up for them when they can finally get home games, get their fans, their momentum. But yeah. they have just been mediocre entirely yeah, this year, and it's, it's this, tough to be on the road the whole year. Though. If they continue this mediocre trend, then I'll put them in panic. But I, I, I still I pick the Islanders as my as my beep. guys come out of the East at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I'll, I'll still stand by that because you know thirteen the thirteen game road trip. Oh, like That's I mean, tough. yeah, yeah. So if they keep this mediocre trend, they'll go into panic. But right now they're in slight. All right, Luke, the Los Angeles Kings. You know, I felt really bad because I've I've definitely been having a look up the Kings right now because I don't know a ton on them. They, they've been on a hot streak. They, they yeah, I'm gonna put them in not worried. Um, I know at the the start of the season we were a little concerned over them, but there's not much concern over them. They've they've been solid. They're Eight, six, and two, I think. Um, yeah, they are seven, two, and one in their last ten. They're doing really good. I who's the goalie right now? Is it Cal Patterson? Has he been performing well? That's Cal Patterson. I unfortunately Kings are like one of those teams where I just I just don't know enough on them. I don't follow them at all. They're, like I, I have a pretty good merit on every other team, truthfully. Not every other team. There's still a few I miss out on, but Kings, I don't really know shit about. I don't even know who who's who's their top scorer. I I follow. I think yeah, it's Ayafalo. Yeah, according to my brother, our Lord and Savior, Alex Ayafalo. Alrighty. Use a bitch. You didn't hear me. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota's not worried. No. They're leading the central. Well, tied for leading the central. They're fine. They're not worried. Yeah, I, I still say there's I, I think there's some games where I do see some concerns, so I'm gonna put them in not worried. Like I just that's fair. Yeah. Um, Montreal, de Montreal. I want to say panic. Oh my god! Or panic mode, Defcon Five, just because of how much expectations were placed on them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yes, Price and Weber. The unrealistic expectations that we all saw through. Like, yeah, Yeah, we. I think all three of us were pretty good on shooting that shit down for the Canadians. Like, you know, I understand Price being out and same with Weber and how much it can impact a team, but like. Savard's been terrible. Yeah, the moves yeah, of the Savard's hot problems. ass. Dvorak hasn't really done a whole lot. Dvorak, like, oh my god, Habs fans praise. Oh, oh Dvorak yeah. should be our net. No, some Ice Habs fans probably be say, "Oh, Dvorak, he's gonna be like Matthews for us." I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, Dvorak uh, has what two goals? Christian Dvorak stat line for the year: seven points in nineteen games with yeah. a minus sixteen. Yeah, I don't think those are Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up a first for that guy. <laughs> I think it's not their, yeah. their first yeah. though. No, There's I it's, in there. it could be their first. So Carolinas. It could be their no, first. I think I thought it's the highest of Yeah, so the highest one is. goes to Montreal. What? What? Okay, so if uh Montreal gets the top ten pick, which it's looking like it will be, uh Montreal gets the pick. What? Okay. I'm pulling up the trade on. I thought it was the opposite. No. Conditions. The better of the Montreal versus Carolina's 22 pick first. No, the Coyotes get the better. 
But if it's top but if, 10. But if either or both are top 10 picks, then Montreal will instead transfer to Arizona the worst. Okay. So if it is top 10, yeah. then they get. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Right. So it's not bad, but like, it's, it's not good. If watch, Montreal's going to finish ninth and like two teams below them are going to move up, they're going to get ill and then they're going to lose their 11th pick. I would love yeah. to see that happen. That would be, I, I, I laugh hysterically. I'm not going to lie. So as, as a certified Montreal hater, I would, I would love it. Okay. Now, Mr. James for the Nashville Predators. No, that's me. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Luke. Oh, Mr. Luke for the Nashville Predators. <laughs> Mr. Luke. <laughs> um, the, predators, uh, the Predators are not worrying, um, uh, honestly. And I, as, as much as I didn't love what the Predators did this offseason, which was really, honestly, nothing except for what trade Arvidsson. Ellis and Arvidsson, um, Duchesne's off to, like, the best start in his entire career. Duchesne's I, looking like Ottawa Duchesne. Like, yeah, uh, Duchesne's been insane. I think Ryan Johansson's been sick. Roman Yossi's scoring at a, a Norris rate right mm-hmm. now. Like, like, they're having a lot of guys show up for them right now. I was worried about Nashville at the start of the year, like, you know, in pre- preseason. But, like, mm-hmm. it, like, they're not bad. Like, Oh, they're not. Considering the division they're in, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, seriously. I think they're fourth right now. No? Yeah. Uh, I think the central they're, they're, is the most underrated division because like that division's tough as well. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, know. You have, my team you know, is in it. You have the wild jets, blues, preds, and abs who are all just, I think the only distinction here is I feel like they're all really close together. And then the stars are mediocre, the Blackhawks and the Houston coyotes. So. So Mr. Jamie's. Don't Jamis. don't don't call me that. That was Jamis. That, was, that that's 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 not no. Jamis. No, no, please no. Jamis. Go on, Jamis. Famous Jamis. Um, the Devils. I'm putting it neutral. That's because, fair. like, here's the thing: overtime losses. As in my, as in my TikTok, overtime losses are losses. You still lost. You missed and out on right the now, point. There are 500 teams. There are 500 teams. So I'm going to put them at neutral because they're, I, they shouldn't be panicking or they shouldn't be, like, not like not worried. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a neutral. Uh, I like the, like the devil is doing. Dawson Mercer looks great. Dawson Mercer's sick. Yeah. Dawson Mercer's sick. And don't they have another rookie that's sick? Holtz. Holtz. No. Yeah, they had Holtz for, unless they sent him down. I thought there was another rookie that was sick. Who am I thinking of? Okay, move on. I might think of him later. Yeah, I think the Devils, like, once again, if the Devils weren't in that dog fight of a Metro division, I think they'd be a playoff team. Um, and, like... Borderline wild card. Well, they're a point out of the wild card spot. My point. Uh... With four less games played than the Wings. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair. Um, it looks like it is Riley, uh, our professional New York Rangers hater. On <laughs> no professional New York Rangers hater. Um, there you go. I don't know. Like they, have, they, you look at their roster, and they should be doing a lot better than what they have been. Obviously, losing Blaze or whatever is a big blow, right? The Rangers are ten four and three with a minus one goal differential. 
in the just third such part. a weird fucking thing. I know, like yeah, it's weird. Like, how do you I even manage think, that? I think that I takes don't think, skill. I don't think they sustained the success. I don't think so. Talking about like, Calgary six nothing. Yeah, they did get fucking crushed. In terms of the panic index, though, I'll put them in neutral to not worried. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I put that's good because I like they're in a playoff spot right now. I don't think and, they'll make playoffs this year. No, like I think we all had them out of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Because mm-hmm. exactly. right now, Igor Sisterkin is fucking carrying. Yeah. You know, if Borgiev was the starter, that's a, that's a not a that's not a great team. I haven't heard a single thing on Artemi Panarin this year. No, I have not either. Not one peep. And Kako's right. only got like three points, and Laf might have like six. Um, Panarin leads the Rangers in points with sixteen. Okay, well he's been good. I just I don't know. I haven't. I haven't like, heard about it from. Yeah, I really he hasn't been haven't heard of outworldly him. like he's advertised. Yeah. Luke, you get everyone's favorite city, Philadelphia. Oh, that trash can of a city. I'm gonna put Philly in neutral. I think. Um, they're eight, four, and three, so they're not anything spectacular. But I still, I, I weirdly have some affinity for Philly, where I just, I like their team, I like their guys. Um, and it hurts that they've lost Ryan Ellis already twice this year, which is a very impre- impressive fleet to lose a guy twice for injuries already within a within month. a month. <laughs> like within a month, like that is really difficult to do. Good Ellis for you, Ryan Ellis. Help. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I don't know. Um, Get that bag. <laughs> I, I, I like Philly, but I also I don't think I know enough. Um, I know Giroux has been really good. Giroux scored mm-hmm. a chef's kiss goal against Tampa the other day, if you guys saw it. So nice. Wow, that was such a nice goal. So nice. Like, that was like a Datsuk move. Like, that was so mm. clean. And, um, no, I mean, the, I think they still have – and Carter Hart. Carter Hart has not been talked about enough this year. Carter Hart has been fantastic. He's been absolutely lights out. I'm pretty sure he leads – the NHL and like goals save above expected. If I'm not mistaken on that, I'm not, I'm not going to check that because I don't got that. But Carter Hart is posting right now a 2.25 goals against average, a 9.32 save percentage with five wins and one yeah, shutout. Yeah. That's that's those are good numbers. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. I'm putting them in panic. It's good. That's fair. Because yeah. here's the thing. I say this once again. Um. Overtime losses, like I already said. Um, the team's injured right now as well, so that adds to the panicking. And I feel like we've been saying this like every year. Pittsburgh's injured, bro. Every yeah, year, every year. And though Pittsburgh also has COVID situation as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm putting them in panic. Uh, when you lose to the COVID Senators by three points, by three goals, sorry, and three you were points. down five nothing in that game to the Bills, I, I think that's it. I think it's time to panic. And like I just think I think the Smith's been terrible. I think Jari's been decent, but like I don't know. I think it'll get better, but for now I'm gonna put him in panic. Any disagreements on that? I'm okay with that. I like that. Riley, San Jose. San Jose San Jose's in a weird spot. Like I don't know. I'm I'm cool with like I think they're neutral because nobody really expected them to rebuild or to do really well. But on the contrary, they're Paying a lot of players big money. 
I think Eric Carlson's been really good this year, if I remember right, though. Um, I don't know his exact stat line, but I, I think he's been um, pretty solid. Let me go since James ran away on us. I have a second. Carlson Myers, for, no, Carlson got injured, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Carlson's slowed down. But Jonathan Darlene's been really good. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, they've had some youth step up. And, mm-hmm. like, if their issue is they're not expected to do good, but they're just paying a lot of guys big money, which you want to see them do good. Right. So, in terms of panic index, though, I'm, I'm not worried. It's just their cap situation sucks right now. Yeah, they also have uh... – Rudolph Balser, Senator's legend. He's doing pretty good this year. He said Sorry, neutral. Where'd you, where'd you put him? I was not listening. I said neutral. neutral. Luke. Oh, man. I have such weird opinions on Seattle, man. Because they're not good. And I said it in the offseason. Nobody listened to me, but I said it. I I'm said pretty that. sure I had Seattle pretty low. Like, yeah, I, I think we all had them low, but nobody listened to me when I said that Philip Grubauer would not be it this year. Nobody listened. I kind of for sure I agreed with you, Luke. It this you might have, you might have. But I think the bulk of people were like, You're fucking crazy, you're dumb. Seattle's four, twelve, and one with a minus nineteen goal differential. Yeah, they're really bad. They're really bad. They're really, really, really bad. I mean, nobody we we definitely all watched them in the offseason, watched their expansion draft, watched their free agent science, and knew they were not gonna be Vegas. They were not. It is impossible to repeat what Vegas did at this point. And it's it's getting to them. And but I know I Jordan Epperly's been really good lately. I'm gonna put them though overall in just a slight panic because I think I, I think it's best for them to still be bad. Like, no, I, I think I think their goal was to be bad. Like I think that was the goal of the team because you see like some of the guys they passed on. You see some like I don't think their goal is to be good. I think their goal is to be good for the future, not for now. No, they they definitely set themselves up a lot more for the future because like Yanni Gord is gonna be there a while. Brandon Tanev's gonna be there a while. Jared McCann. Alex Webber has, yeah, I mean, I can't uh, probably get done at the deadline. Yeah, fair, but I mean, they still have, they still have like, I, I like Morgan Geeky a lot. I know he doesn't have, you know, fantastic stats, but he's only 23 and he can grow. Yeah. And also, they're, they could be in a position to draft his brother and we could see the next Connor Geeky. Yeah. We could see a sibling duo. I don't know what the full NHL standings look like to where where they're drafting. They're drafting like second overall, looks like. Oh, Currently, this but... page has them at three because apparently they have a better points per game than Montreal. That's why they have them give Montreal above Montreal. Re- Standings-wise, they're two. But this page, this I think this is a little more of a prediction. Are you aspect. on a tankathon? Yes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Tankathon is a bike buff percentage. I like tankathon. Very cool. All right. Yeah, I do. I just click the button. And I go yay and win the lottery. <laughs> that's, that's my life. <laughs> I don't get the fucking Red Wings ever to win the lottery. It's illegal. The St. Louis Blues are fucking chilling. Yep. Yo, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I was like on the fence on this team. I'm not on the fence anymore. I dislike Jordan Bennington so much, but hey, man, gotta get no, like, like I hate that motherfucker. Like I despise him. But hey, they I mean Butnavich, Sod, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Right. Riley, Tampa. Chillin'. 
like chilling. you know they're sitting in the long chair enjoying the Florida sun got a nice beer there they're chilling Luke your favorite team fuck the Leafs um that's a weird concept of who do I dislike more the Leafs or the Green Bay Packers um we'll get into that a category time. you have a category called fuck the Leafs <laughs> fuck them get them out get them out um <laughs> No, the Leafs are honestly showing. They're really showing. They're, they're nine and one in their last ten. Like they've won ten of the last eleven Come games. On, man, it makes the fan who his jersey on the ice look hella stupid now. Yeah, man. I, I mean, they do that for years, so I'm not too surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't like the Leafs. I don't think they're gonna win anything. I don't think they're gonna win in the first round. I don't. You know, I just they're still they the Leafs playing lights out. Like, yeah, they're still the Leafs. Their their playoff matchups this year, as of now, will either be the Panthers, the Lightning. Or the Bruins. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat a single one of them. Of course, actually, right now, it's technically that they would play the Lightning. And if the standings move a little bit, uh, you know, the wild card right now is <coughs> the Detroit Red Wings. Actually, um, no. No, it's it's the Flyers. Or sorry, the <laughs> Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets. Yeah, it's the Blue. Oh, it's the Jack. Oh, man. Let's go back to the Jack. Jackets in six, baby. Jackets. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, the, I don't, I still, the Leafs as of power rankings wise, they're chilling. I can't say much more. Yeah. They're vibing. Yo, Vancouver. Yo, I got, hang on, hang on, hang on. Got to break out. Wait. Oh no, oh, boy. This oh, is no. A... oh no. Oh, what is this? I'll go late. I'll go late. That's what I'm done, guys. <laughs> break, break out the sirens. the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the sirens. It's panic mode, Vancouver. They look fucking terrible. I think we already played this in the beginning episode. That would have been a great segment thing, James, if it would have worked. I'll give you props for trying. Oh, that's why I'm fucking plugged in. Wow, that's crazy. For all the audio listeners, James wait, tried to go light and tried playing with it. Wait, wait, it... bring out the sirens. There we go. There we go. It worked. Panic! <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, I'm not panic. Like, literally, Dem- it- it's Demco versus everybody at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Um, right? Driver? Vegas, you're. I want to say they're neutral to slight panic. That's fair. Like, you know, can they just get Stone back? Um, and- I mean, they're in the wild card spot. And they played very well while injured. So I wouldn't like for me personally, I think I don't I think we went neutral, I'll be honest. Yeah, like I said panic. I yeah, I said slight panic to neutral, like because they're injured and I give them a pass for that. Because they just got stoned back. And isn't Patretti still injured, Luke? Yeah, Patretti's still injured. Obviously, Eichel's out. I think someone else is hurt. I think Theodore's out. They have a lot of yeah. guys out. Carlson's out. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of key injuries. So that's why I'm kind of giving yeah. them the, the pass. Yeah, they're still to fully... still be 10 and 7 with, you know, basically three top six players, top two D-man, you know, all those guys out, and you're still doing this? Yeah. So it's slight. If they were fully healthy and kind of doing not so well, then it would be higher, but they're slight for now. 
Um, Caps. the Capitals. The Capitals are chilling. Capitals are very chilling, in my opinion. Um, Alex they Ovechkin are. is so good. They are ten two and five. Um, obviously, with if you don't count really the overtime losses, they're a little bit lesser, but they've been good this year. They've been overall good. I think Sam Sonoff has been playing solid. Uh, I, I like their defense a lot. Getting an abuse over the summer, getting angry tattoos from him every fucking day, dude. Ovechkin is on a different level this year. He really is. Like he is so good, and I can't give Ovechkin enough praise. And a lot of people counted them out, uh, not me included. I it had them at first. I'll, and, I'll uh, take that L. I'll take that L. And yep. I thought that they were done. Everyone I, counted them out, um, and they've been sick. Yeah, I have a no. Yeah, it's impressive. The Calgary Flames are frauds. <laughs> they are honestly. I like Calgary. I, I like Calgary, but here's the thing: they're nine, three, and five, so they're nine and seven. So they're at basically in nine and eight. Hey, has played great. Vladar's played great. Goudreau looks good. I'm putting them in not worried though. I still think they're frauds, but other than that, I think they're not worried. Sure. Matthew Tuchuk's really good. That's crazy. In the last nine brother. games, they've only allowed seven goals, man. Yeah, Jacob fucking Markstrom. Nobody's talking about him either. Oh, I just shots. mentioned him. What do you mean? Nobody is just... saying anything about Jacob Markstrom, dude. He's been so good. Like, not even the guys on this podcast have said shit. Um, I'm fuck with you. Uh, no, that they've been solid. I think Markstrom's been sick. Uh, Matthew Tuchuk has 15 points so far on the year. Um. It's defensively sound. Like they've yeah. they've done really well, and I think it can be sustainable. But and Oliver Killington as, should get some credit too. They go as far as Markstrom takes them. <clears throat> That's true. That is All right, Riley. You get the last team before we move on to our our teams. Yeah. Honestly, Buffalo, you're chilling. Like obviously, you know they may have fallen a bit from grace, but you're chilling. Like nobody expected them to do good. Nobody uh, expects yeah. them to do anything <laughs> except lose. I disagree. Highly, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Buffalo's at a weird spot. They're seven, seven, and two. Um, nobody's expecting them to be good. Nobody's expecting them. Everyone's expecting them to be bad. I wouldn't complain personally for Buffalo. I think no. they have guys that are doing well. They have really weird bounce back years from like motherfuckers named Kyle Poza. Like why? Um, <laughs> no, no. Now you want to be good. Yeah, like the contract. Like, you, you didn't want to be good when they signed you with that shit in like what 2018. Like. Now is the like, time. You know, like 2016, yeah, 2016. Yeah, like that yeah. was. It's so weird that now is the time for Kyle Opozo. But like, I don't know. I, I, I Buffalo's honestly, it's a hard team to put in the power rankings right now. Motherfucker, Jeff Skinner has five goals. Yeah, like, okay, bro, what? What is what? I, I, I don't I know, know. It's a surprise. It's, they've had a lot of surprise, and like, they're not, they're not gonna make any noise or do make the playoffs, but. No, they're, they're, they've seen growth from that. everyone, and yeah, um, yeah. And they so, still have three first-round picks. Yeah, they're All right, Luke, Detroit. Oh, they can drink. Uh, I'm going to put them in now. Right? Love to hear that burp. Okay. I love to I put them in. Com- is this Luke scene, not Riley talks over Luke? <laughs> um. I'd like to put them in not I'd love to put them in chilling, but um they've had so many weird issues this year that piss me off beyond belief. Like Larkin's been out of the lineup like four times. He got pulled from the Dallas game because he tested positive on a PCR test, then it was a false positive. So like fucking thanks, guys. He missed the third period because of a false positive. 
That was shit. Bertuzzi missed a lot. We keep having like every game. It seems like we have a scare. Like Stevenson got hurt. Ernie got crushed by a slap shot and was out a few games. Mo Sider just got hit by a slap shot and he uh, he missed some of last night or sorry last night's game, Thursday's game. Um, I don't know. Uh, in in the grand scheme though, they weren't expected to be good. Uh, they're eight, nine, and two. They've played like the most fucking games of anyone. We play Arizona tonight, so I'm really excited for this one. Um, but um, no, I mean they're they're fine. They have uh, the top three Calder nominations right now, um, and you can't complain. Nope. James, later. Now he's dropping on the boat. Now now's a good time for a drink of water, huh? Now's a yeah, good time. Now when Luke's talking, yeah guy really dropped the ball here james he's he just dropped that ball from like a cn tower break out the sirens oh, oh i actually okay. didn't see that coming but yeah that's fair that's fair this ah! out of nowhere. no no it is not this is not a fun time for us i am not having fun <laughs> today is not the day it's one of the worst days i've had in a very long time we're so injured. We're so sick. Like, not in a good way. We're, we're literally... Achoo. Oh, my God. It is panic mode. We're not DEFCON 5 yet, but it is panic mode in the nation's capital. What do you mean? I thought you guys were supposed to be contending. I thought the rebuild was over. I never said we were a playoff team. I said there was a chance for us to contend. That chance is over. Didn't you have the Senators at, like, fifth? I did. You I fucking did. nerd. <laughs> I almost thought that's that I almost thought that siren was a uh, ambulance. Have you uh, ever heard an ambulance? What? You ever heard an ambulance before? It's I'm making a joke for how injured your team is. Joke is supposed, supposed to be funny. Well, the sends are pretty funny to me. Well, the Jets are pretty funny to me losing losing the Vancouver. Hey, Freddie Anderson has an assist. <laughs> I wonder if that counts for fantasy points. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like the Sens. Like I. I hopefully this week off it does some good for us. Like sit me some players like Jimmy Stu come back and ball out. Like I would love to see that. Uh, a bunch of our guys got off protocol today and practice started again today. So I really, really hope that when we come back, it might be like you know, a reset kind of, mm-hmm. and maybe it could be good for us. But as of right now, panic mode. I love that kid, Simone Nemec, <laughs> and Matt Savoie. That'd be great additions for us. But other than that, that's, that's literally we go with every year. We get hyped up. We start the year shit, and then we look at draft position. That's the whole year for us. You get hyped up every year. Correction. I mean, correction. Not everybody gets hyped up. You get hyped up. Well, well we we as incense fans, you dumbass. Hey, Riley, the Jets. I know where you put them. Oh, yeah, at the fucking top here. Because who you're, you're in Winnipeg already, so fuck that. Okay, because they don't get to say anything on this. jacket in August. Um, I was going to say, we're almost – I'm putting them in not worried. Only two regulation losses in 15 games. So we're, we're getting points. Even though if they are overtime losses, we still find a way to get points. You're and, nine and eight. That sounds like a fraud. Nine and what? What'd you say? You're nine and eight because and OT losses are losses. 
Yeah, we're still finding a way to get points, though. So even if we do lose, we're still getting points, so they're not really wasted. They may not be full-on wins, but only two, like I said, two full-on regulation losses in 15 games. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this rant for another episode because – Fuck yourself. No, I meant my rant, not your rant. I'm going to save okay. my rant for that episode. Riley, continue. And the, as I've said, the just penalty kill needs to be better, but I'm still not worried, like I said. Only two regulation losses in 15 games. And we had Hellbuck gone for three games, like for, I think, three or four, so I'm not – Jets are 9.4 uh, yeah. with a plus nine goal differential. Yeah, like – and we've got Kyle Connor looking like a, a, a stud, so yeah. We'll uh, use goal differential as a defining stat. It is, it is an important stat. I'll give it that, but I don't want to use it like a – like this defines your team. Unless you're really bad, then it does define your team. Well, considering almost all of Kyle Connor's goals came on even strength. Anyways – yeah, no, we're not, not, not goal differential. That's just like Connor, Kyle Connor's a beast. That's all. That's all it yeah. is. But... Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried. And Hellbuck's the way he's played in the past two or three games. Like he's looking. He's coming back to form. He's looking elite. So I'm not worried. It's really interesting to know that Paul Stastny has more points than Mark Scheifele in the same amount of games. That's well, Scheifele's also been on the third and fourth line. Like. He's been kind of in the bottom pairing for a bit. And Shifley's also coming off of, you know, COVID, which. All right. I think we're going to end the episode right here because this has been, this has been a fun episode, but it's also been a long episode. So we're going to. Great episode. We're, we're going to call it here. Um, once again, I am LeBlock James. My TikTok is LeBlock underscore James. Very creative. Very creative. Why you got Why you got to be like that? Why, why you got to be a bitch? You do the same thing to me. Why gotta be a bitch to be a bitch? Like <laughs> you do the same thing to me, sugar bear. <laughs> Don't what the okay. <laughs> hey, anyway, this is Sugar Bear, and we're gonna call it quits here. And uh this is Sugar Bear out. Sugar bear out. See ya folks. Adios. Yeah. Don't call me sugar bear, bitch.